I'm Dr. Jerry Crete, and I'm here with... I'm Dr. Peter Malinowski. And we're with a esteemed group of Catholic uh, mental health professionals. And, and who are like friends of ours, too. Who are friends. And yeah, they are friends of ours. Awkward friends of ours. The <laughs> <laughs> topic today is going to be awkwardness. Awkwardness. <coughs> um, but yeah. let's do a quick little introduction. Let's start over here. Dr. John Cadwalder, Central Psychological Services, Indianapolis, Indiana. Dr. Peter Martin, Catholic Social Services, Lincoln, Nebraska. Dr. Eric Dan Integritas in Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Dr. Mark Glafke of Glafke Psychological Services. Could you name your practice after yourself? Because uh, you keep saying that. I'm not very original. <laughs> <laughs> and I only work with one person. Don't <laughs> <laughs> tripping me off the tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Easy business meetings. <laughs> uh, Dr. Matt McCall, I'm out in Denver. I work at Catholic Charities. Dr. Andrew Sodergren at Rural Wood Psychological mm. Services in Cincinnati. You did not name your practice after yourself. I did not. <laughs> His middle name is Rural. It's confirmation name. It's Holy Spirit. It's, it's, uh, middle name. it's my middle name. What can I say? We were debating on our topic for today, and we wanted to go for something a little lighter. Yeah. And we thought it would be fun to talk about awkward moments. And Peter created one just now with uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did I? Did I? Was it? Was it awkward? <laughs> Wasn't the first one today? <laughs> <laughs> Are we discussing how to create awkward moments <laughs> as a psychologist? Uh, or is it how to? Like, no, it's not really a how to. Kind of the awkwardness of being, a, you know, a therapist. I think there's awkwardness to it in a way in terms of like when you go out into the world and people know you're a therapist. They like, they inter- they get all like, kind of weird. Yeah, sometimes. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes we get weird. Yes, yeah, and it feels awkward to us. So I yeah. think that might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Can I start? <laughs> I and we have a running joke around this too. Like, uh, what do I say I do when I'm out in public? Yeah. Because the very few times that I've actually said I'm a marriage and family therapist, like to, I, I it's always got me in trouble. Like if I'm getting my hair cut and I say that I'm a marriage and family therapist, then I get to hear every story of every bad marriage and maybe that person's bad marriage. And, and you I don't have get to sit there for a whole haircut. You, you, don't, don't, get free, you don't get a free haircut. <laughs> I don't get a free haircut. They want to do therapy. And so that, for me, is a little bit awkward. And so I end up making up things. I, I, my, my, com- my new one is I'm a business process management consultant. But you have a better one. Yeah. So like when I was in graduate school, I completed a program in applied quantitative psychology. It could have been, uh, I was an applied statistician. So on the plane... I noticed that if I mentioned that I was a clinical (laughs) psychology graduate student, um, yeah, I would often get, it was uncomfortable too, because it's loud, other people can kind of overhear and stuff like that. So I learned to say that I'm an applied statistician, which is true. And then what I found is that if I like got into the wonder and the magic and the beauty of hierarchical linear modeling, and I like started to talk about that with a lot of passion. <laughs> it suddenly became awkward for the other person. Because they were trying to now escape the conversation. Yeah, right. and, so like, and it, it led to a lot of silence. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what awkward moments do we have? Well, um, I wonder what other people, if they've experienced things like this, but when I've been in social gatherings and, and people find out I'm a psychologist, 
there's always seems like one person who wants to ask me about pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> you go to different parties. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah, I just love to talk about that. <laughs> what, do you, what do you specialize in? <laughs> I don't know. Do I have that written all over me or something? I, I don't know. I think uh, everyone thinks it's really original to ask, oh, so are you psychoanalyzing me right oh, now? Yes, <laughs> right. Yes, yeah. My comeback for that was, I wasn't until you asked that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I used that in a speech once, and I said, uh, I said, why is that important for you to know? <laughs> That's good. That's hilarious. I, I have had that, too, and I've responded, you're not paying me. <laughs> I think sometimes, though, people do actually think that um, that we get into the field because we always want to hear the story. And I think sometimes it's hard to understand, not for all clients, you know, or for all people, but that sometimes, yeah, we don't always operate that way. We're mm -hmm. not, like, in therapy mode all the time. You know, so thank goodness. You know, because it's it's a special way of actually being. It takes an incredible amount of energy a lot of times it to does. actually stay in that space. Yeah, yeah it does. I mean, you're essentially in caregiving <laughs> mode. Uh, you know, with qualifications, of course, but you're you're there focusing on this other person and uh, hearing their story and thinking about how you can help them and uh, and so. When I'm in a social gathering or with family or whatever, or even you know with um, whatever colleagues or coworkers, like I don't want to be in that mode all the time. I don't want people to be coming up to me to tell me their problems, uh, but sometimes that happens, right. and I have to figure out how to handle that without going into therapist mode, um, but still be charitable and graceful and. Uh, but also set some yeah. limits and boundaries, right? Because yeah. I've had no shortage of people on the on the front steps of the parish yeah. that want to get into it <laughs> yes. you know, on yes. Sunday. Yeah, right. You know, um, right. And uh, I mean, that's not an appropriate place to. <laughs> no, it's, ac it's actually not actually, especially if you're. Never mind. I don't want to get into a lot of specifics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what we call donut Sunday therapy. Yeah. yeah. Bring coffee, your donuts, coffee and donuts. Bring your receipt book to coffee and donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I use the phone app. Right yeah, yeah so I mean, one of the things I do is I simply <laughs> say, you know, sometimes I'll have my cards with me and I'll say, I think this is a really appropriate yeah. thing to give. We need to give appropriate time and space to this. You can call me in my office. Yeah, if that's, it's, a good, that's a good response. Hand him a card yeah. and, you know. That's a much healthier response than, you know, <laughs> what I was thinking on the plane of someone, you know, are you analyzing me or something? I said, no, but the, the six people around us are now. <laughs> I've never said that. But, but what I've seen is once they find out that you're a psychologist, it's usually uh, free therapy, like they think it's right. kind of a free therapy session, or at least you, they feel comfortable around enough. Right. So they're going to get their money's worth on this flight, right? Or they just basically crickets, like they yeah. put their buds in, yeah. or they change the topic or something like that, which both are understandable reactions yeah. at some level. Right. Um, and then you know some kind of like looking over at you kind of glancing. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> happened to me on vacation. I was in a hot tub with another couple. <laughs> wow. And the guy oh, said, oh, wow. Like some resort place. Uh, and the guy uh, said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a marriage counselor. 
Uh-oh. And then you could see terror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he didn't speak to me. That's right. That's right. So that's flight. one actually where it worked well. Flight, flight mode, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was awkward. Sure, that was his wife that he was with? Was, yeah. Well, yeah, right now. <laughs> that might have been. Yeah. Yeah. On airplanes, I've been, the assessment questions I usually get in two categories. Like, you know, verify for me that my spouse is a jerk. <laughs> and uh, it's true that my child needs ADHD medication, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the two big ones. The two big ones. The I'm like, ones. I can't answer either of those. I can't. It's unethical for me to discuss it. And I've got five more hours on this flight. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are way too friendly. I, I put out vibes. Don't talk to me. I guess. Like yeah. I have my headphones on usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's easier now. Older. I'm thinking like you know, back in the nineties. Okay. I guess that's better than just going and spending two hours in the lavatory. That, that's a better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Okay, now we're analyzing you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I had a situation one time where my wife and I, like our family, would go to like these cabins all the time, and so the caretaker somehow would, would see, like, like email, like would confirm, like you're coming out, this kind of stuff too. And it says like Dr. Cadwalder on there, and so we pull up to check in. He goes, "You're some kind of doctor, right?" And I said, "Yeah, you know what's going on." He goes, well, my daughter is in labor. I want to see if you can take a look. I'm not that kind of doctor. I'm going to take her to the hospital. <laughs> I can talk to you. You feel can, about you it. You can accompany yeah, her. That's least. right. Yeah. I can support yeah. you. We can do some grounding right now. Are you sure yeah. it wasn't a hysterical pregnancy? Like, <laughs> no. Uh, no, sure? no, no. That was a first, and hopefully the last that ever happens. <laughs> oh. Even awkwardness, like in marriage, I remember... Uh, having dinner with my wife and she was sharing with me you know some frustration she had that particular day and she's looking at me for response and it was kind of quiet and i like so so how how did you feel about that and she just rolled her eyes she's <laughs> like oh please don't be a therapist right now and i was like I really want to know how you feel. Like that's not a therapeutic technique. I just really want to know. So you've got to have husband empathy, not therapist empathy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, kind of qualitatively hard. Hard to make that distinction. <laughs> I have had a kid yell at me. One of my kids. Don't use that counseling on me. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was during the adolescent phase. Yeah. Yeah. My wife jokes that uh, she had to marry a psychologist to uh, help straighten her out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she makes that comment at social gatherings pretty regularly. <laughs> still, 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 still after all these years, still working on it. Still working on it. Well, that's one of the things that's really important to me in my friendships, given the nature of all the clinical work, is that there be reciprocity and mutuality in the relationships. You know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, you know, that that is really, really important. And, um, so it's actually helpful to be friends with you guys because, you know, there's an understanding of what it's like, uh-huh. you know, actually to be mm-hmm. in our role. And that's something that I've got good friends that are not psychologists mm-hmm. or mental health professionals. And there's something, there's just something comforting about being in a group like with you guys yeah. that gets yeah. that, you know, mm-hmm. and what the pressures are. So, and what the yeah, demands I, are. I agree. I agree completely. Like I feel that too, and uh, it's just easier since we all have similar backgrounds, do similar work. Like I feel understood almost immediately. You know, like I can relate with you guys in a way that's harder for me in other friendships. How do your dads feel about you being a therapist? <laughs> do you know? My father is an engineer. I remember talking to him about this. 
And I said, Dad, I think widgets are great. I'm glad you're good at making widgets. And I, that, he designed CAT scanners out of college. It, 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 cool stuff. Um, but I just, I'm not as good with this, like, design stuff. Mm. I like ideas and people. It's like, no, I, I understand, Eric. That's okay. That's okay. Because I always kind of got the feeling, I'm kind of disappointed I didn't go to engineering. But no, he's, but I, I, did, I do remember that conversation. I think my dad is, is proud of me for having a doctorate, but he also doesn't really get it at all. Like, he, he's, I don't know if he's going to watch this. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> he asked me once, so, how are you doing? You know, like, with your feelings. <laughs> I was like, all right, I appreciate that, Dad. <laughs> yeah, my father was just relieved that I didn't become a priest. Yeah. <laughs> Years was worried. He was like, you know, he did not. He, my mom, my mom's Catholic. My, my dad wasn't, but uh, yeah, he he thought that uh, you know, I was I was going there. I told at one point that's that's where I, I felt uh, I was called. And just when my father really and God bless him really accepted it, I came to him and said, "Yeah, I really discerned that wasn't where we're being called. So I'm gonna go on with graduate school." <laughs> <laughs> and he was a little little relieved, but uh, yeah. So he thought I could affect more people as a as a counselor rather than a priest. And we'd have this debate, so it was kind of funny. Hmm. So it's just how you approach either one of them, you know. So I thought we were like keeping it light, and then you have to bring up father. We don't have you're the one that with us to a deeper place when you talk yeah. about mm-hmm. intimacy. Yeah, that's <clears> so notice how we all got like. Yeah, we don't have any father issues here. <laughs> <laughs> that's clearly not why we chose this profession. I heard them talk about Marvel movies speaking about father issues. Mm. There's a reason uh, we were talking about father issues earlier today. Um, I mean, I think I think that's one of the things we've been talking about all day, hmm. with the um, the abuse crisis and, and all of this for several months. Several months. Been a long discussion. <laughs> we've been fixated on it. It's called perseveration. Not perseverance. Earlier today. Yeah, father issues. I believe that's that's been a common theme today. Yeah. So there's another set of awkward issues that often come up in our profession. That is, you know, when we find ourselves in awkward role situations or encountering patients outside of the office and <laughs> things like this. Um, I'm sure people have some stories to tell in, in that regard. Um, and I'll, I'll start off. Um, I had a situation that arose once where one of my patients... Uh, moved in, became housemates with another one of my patients, and they didn't know that they were both <laughs> my patients. And then a third patient moved in with those two. <laughs> so I had three current patients all living in the same house at the same time, and they gradually found out that they were all seeing me. It's called group therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got group therapy all set up. It was a very well. interesting experience. Yeah. It was a very interesting experience. Thankfully, it, it all worked out very well. Like, there's situations like that that can go badly. Makes, makes the home visits really. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I, I had a situation where I had two different clients that I actually, and they're both single, and they were both, 
you know, looking for somebody. And I actually thought they would make a great match. And then I found oh. out that they knew each other. And I had to sit there, like, no, wanting no. to say something. Okay. Of course, I didn't, because okay. that would be inappropriate. Good. I knew that. It's a fair but, and I, and I did resist the temptation. Well, why don't I schedule you at three? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't do that. <laughs> so I just, I just stopped all impulse to make that happen. <laughs> That would have that would have been awkward. That, that yeah. makes marital therapy a whole different level. <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. then they could get married and then yeah, yeah. see them as before a couple, marital. Right? Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What could go wrong? <laughs> right. right. Well, a lot of it is it's a small Catholic world, right? And it's amazing the number of ways that paths can cross, and it's amazing how you get different streams of information, you know, sometimes, like... Mm. That you don't want. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, not because it's like we don't care about the information, but, right. like, I don't want information about that person, but I can't control it now. Right. Because my patient revealed that to me has no idea that I know this other individual. Right. It's mm, like, right. then you're sitting on that. So, I mean, like, I don't know about all of you, like, in terms of confidentiality, no, I tend no. to go to the, you know... How when in doubt, just you know, put it in the vault, and that's right. backfired a couple, mm -hmm. couple of times on me. I remember after mass, someone had approached me, uh, who's friends with my wife and I, just shared some personal information, assuming that I would then, because my wife wasn't there, right. that I would then relay that information mm -hmm. to her, kind of saving her right. the conversation. I didn't say a word, right? It was, right. It was personal information, and then right. my wife encountered the same person like a month later. And she brought up the information to my wife, assuming that my wife knew. I was wondering why she hadn't reached out or contacted her. I was a little hurt. <laughs> she's like, didn't your husband share this information? And she's like, yeah, he didn't say a word. And then she came to me like, why didn't you tell me? I'm like, I'm not saying a word. I'm not, you know, why, would I, why would I assume that? But, uh, yeah, that one, thankfully there was healing there. <laughs> I did have a situation when, this was again years ago, my kids were in high school, of having a teenage client and then not realizing or knowing that they were a friend of one of my kids oh. and then having that a whole bunch of kids came over to my house once Ooh. and i came out and i was like and one of them was my client yep. wow. and that <clears throat> awkward i wasn't sure yeah you know i didn't obviously say anything but that person actually then spoke up oh hey dr Green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, oftentimes they'll make you. They'll make yeah. you in the back of the church, and and I've had that too. Like, and yeah. he is such a great therapist. Like, if you ever need therapy, you should go to this guy. <laughs> you know, like, you're, you're kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you're not like, oh, it's, it's tough. But you know, but it, it doesn't bother them apparently. Right. You know, so it's mm -hmm. okay. You know, I mean, like. Yeah. yeah, but then there's other people who see you and they look at you like you're the IRS, right? You know, they, want, they go the other way, like, <laughs> right. like don't, don't make right. contact with right. me. Yeah. Don't let anyone know that you have right. any right. relationship with me. Right. Right. <laughs> you're my, no way that you're my therapist. <clears throat> Why did you follow me to the have you, have you? Has any of you ever been introduced to one of your clients by somebody else that doesn't know that you're in therapy? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then somebody else asked, oh, no. I was talking with a client, and then somebody else asked how you know each other, asked me, and I said, oh, just the Catholic world. Right, right. Yeah, that's right, right. That's a good one. That's right. Yeah, when I was in graduate school and doing my first, like, you know, in a practicum experience, I was working with a, with a woman, um, and she was going through a divorce. Uh, the husband had never come, never came in for therapy, but I failed to tell her that when I'm not doing therapy and in graduate school that I would moonlight as a waiter 
at a local restaurant and sometimes tend bar. Um, so one evening um, I'm tending bar, helping out, and I come into the shift like around eight o'clock and I come in, I'm like putting ice in a bucket and I look up and right in front of me is my patient. And she looks at me and her mouth drops open, <laughs> having no idea that she expected to go out and have a cocktail with friends. Yeah. And there's her therapist <laughs> across the way. And I can't acknowledge that I know her and she also happened to be there with her husband who I just realized was a regular customer of mine oh, <laughs> and had no idea that her wife was in therapy and obviously oh, had no idea oh, that wow. she oh. was in therapy with his bartender. Oh, <laughs> it's like a reunion. compartmentalized the knowledge that you know from being his bartender, right? I mean, well, there's all this synapses going on. And I want to acknowledge my patient and not ignore her, but right. I kind of like try to give her this look like, <laughs> like, hello, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so that's a, good, that's a good lesson to us that we should always let our clients know when we're tending bar. Yes, yeah, that's that's a good, right. good rule of thumb. Yeah. All been there. Put that in my paperwork. <laughs> right. Well, that actually could happen to you, John. Right? Don't you slide behind the bar, the family bar? Sometimes, sometimes I do. <laughs> sometimes I do, and I get around. <laughs> uh oh, awkward moment. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be vocative. So if any of you, I mean, have like, you know, spouses or anything like that where you're in a situation, you know, they're talking to them or whatever, and they happen to be talking to a patient, then they, they kind of ask and say, you know, so what, now what's your name again? It's like, oh yeah, what, well, I work with your husband. Yeah. 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 Mm. My wife gets that sometimes too. And mm -hmm. she's like totally blindsided because she doesn't know. Right. <clears throat> I think sometimes clients just assume that my wife knows. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think some do. That's like, mm -hmm. especially because your office is attached to your house, right? Yeah. yeah, and and my wife is actually listed on the paperwork as a business manager. Like, so if I'm like ever sick, you know, or something, she could have access to the files, cancel appointments, or whatever. It's never actually happened in all the years that I've run my own practice. But I think sometimes they think that, you know, we just sort of hang out and talk about my clients, and I, <laughs> you know, it's mm -hmm. not that's not that. how that mm -hmm. goes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had situations like you described, John, where, you know, my wife is in a conversation with someone or even begins to strike up a friendship with someone and doesn't know that this person is or was right. a patient, mm -hmm. um, even to the point of inviting someone over for dinner. Oh, boy. Oh, like wow. That. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Things like that, yeah. So and I, I've, learned to, I've learned to just roll with it. Yeah. yeah. Some, yeah. And some clients might. I mean, if they had some difficulties with boundaries or didn't understand all that, there are yeah, some right. that might feel like that's, you know, perfectly fine or would be willing to sort of like experiment with it, you know? Well, that's the thing is, it's like, <laughs> it's really, it's really has to do with, with, you know, the patient and, and if they're okay with it and, you know, we can sort of manage this and not communicate um, that, you know, our relationship is different than what it is, right? <laughs> like, it's, there's a lot there to unpack, of course. But, Make no eye contact. But like, I, I've learned it just sort of like, okay, whatever. We'll just we'll just deal with it and we'll process later if we need to. And um, I used to be a lot more uncomfortable about those kinds of things than I am now. Um, now I, I, I've been through enough things like that that I just... I kind of almost expected that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, my my original training in psychodynamic was like if you was extremely, mm -hmm. extremely conservative about any kind of external like you know contact. Like you wouldn't, uh, you know, the sort of recommendations where you didn't see anybody in your same parish 
for example. Yeah. Like mm. if you, or if there was a reasonable sort of you know, possibility that you might come mm -hmm. into contact with her in some, some other way or him with some other way, you can do it. Sure. But it's not workable in the yeah, small yeah. Catholic world. Yeah. It's yeah. just not no. workable like that. Yeah. In our practice, we have, we have three providers, and, and I do try to pay attention to um, where the referral is coming from, and if it's in their geographic region, we try to mix it up a little bit to minimize that. But you can't, you can't avoid it completely. Yeah. Um, I mean, even after, when I got to the point in my training where I was practicing full-time, so internship and, and beyond, like it didn't take long before every Sunday I'd be seeing at least one, if not multiple, patients um, at <clears throat> either our parish or whatever <laughs> local parish we right. ended up going to. Right? Yeah. And now I've you know, lived in our, our current city for um, uh, going on nine years, and so it's, it's just a regular thing now. I mean, the Catholic world's only so big. It helps, though, to have a bench. I mean, of other clinicians you can refer to if there is Correct. a potential conflict of interest. Correct. Yeah, both in our office and outside too. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we, I'll refer out just because we've we've all got multiple role issues with a potential referral, <clears throat> and it should be better if they go somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. I Wonder think we're coming close to the end, aren't we? Oh, we still got a little time. I was wondering. Time. I was wondering if you were just getting more, right? I'm just starting to get, starting to get good. Right? Well, I was wondering if anybody had any awkward stories from in session that they wanted to, to share. You know, yes. Odd things that happened. You got one. I remember, actually, I remember one about you, uh, Dr. Malinowski. You mentioned at one time uh, a mouse. Yes. Uh, a story about a mouse. Yes. And you reacted instinctively yes. and stomped on it front of a patient. It's a little backstory. Um, my my office is in my house, which is on a farm, you know, and kind of in some ways kind of rural. So sometimes um, the wildlife might visit. And this was in the fall when the wildlife was visiting. It, but it's it, mostly Pete is still gonna be upset with you when they hear the story, so you can't get around uh, that. You know, and, and it, oh. it, 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 like I got out of my role as a therapist, right? I got out of my role as a therapist, and so the mouse came along the side, and I just reacted, and I'm like, chum. and then I then I opened the window, which was right there, and I threw it out. I killed it. It's like that. It I killed it in front of your hand, in front of the client. With no, your, I killed so, it with my foot. So your back foot. to the trauma, right? Then afterwards, <laughs> right. the window, it actually back. was quite surprising. <laughs> To the, to the to the client, like it was <laughs> really. kind of distressing, actually. But I'm surprised. I'm supposed to see me killing things. In <laughs> My warm nurture. Or, or didn't therapist. they feel like you were a vicious killer? <laughs> no, yeah. it didn't really work like that. <clears throat> I have had not, you know, thankfully any mice, but uh, spiders. We have centipedes yeah. or something <clears throat> like that. Yeah. And you know, the patient will kind of look, and then it's kind of the sense of will he see it. And then we'll kind of acknowledge it, and I'll, and I'll ask, and this is more kind of psychoanalytic or psychoanalytic, you know, I wonder what we should do about this. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, almost a sense where it's like, as I'm getting ready to get the shoe, you know, is this something, you know, because, I mean, some people do have a fear, can yeah. I destroy or whatever? And some are like, why did you wait? Just kill it like two seconds ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had some critter encounters, too. We get these... Uh, these stink bugs every once yeah. in a while they'll just like dive bomb mm -hmm. in session startle somebody um, there was one time where I, and i'm a little peevish about spiders there was a, a large spider that showed up and the patient saw it before i did and just his eyes got real big and i was like what is it what is it what is it <laughs> <laughs> and he went over and stepped on it and it was really? kind of made a mess it was big enough but it, anyway i was 
glad that it was over with, but it was an awkward so moment. So I was able to reestablish a sense of security? For, for me. Yes. <laughs> they talked you down. Neutralize the threat. So, yeah. but, you know, now, mine didn't involve insects or rodents or anything like that, but I was actually in session with a client. I don't recall what we were talking about at the time. It was a few years back. But apparently there was um, a water issue, let's just say. And so I would sit directly underneath a, uh, like a vent and somehow, periodically, that it would, there would be so much water buildup in, in the ventilation system that it would actually come into my office. And so you'd smell like this kind of damp, I don't musty know, musty smell. smell. So I'm talking to my client and, and, and trying to empathize and listen. And all of a sudden, I feel this like water dripping down my neck. <laughs> so it literally went on my head and dripped down my neck. And so I was trying to like act like nothing happened. <laughs> and so I was trying to stay very attuned and other focused cool. and whatever. Right. So cool. And so then it came and poured down my <laughs> so, then, so then I'm just like, what? So I look up and I, and I kind of made a couple comments and joked about it and kind of moved my chair a little bit out of the way. And we tried to continue with the session. So that was kind of how it ended. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so it kind of goes back to like, sometimes you just can't pretend that nothing's going on. Right. Yeah. It's right, like therapy right. bloopers. Yeah. 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 When it rains, it pours. Yeah, that's that's really, it's good. Yeah, we've had issues too of you know power going out or mm -hmm. fire alarm going off. Yeah, um, <clears throat> things like that in the middle of session. Um, actually, one time I was I was with a uh, a young woman. We're in the middle of session. She's crying, and we're doing some I thought some pretty good work. And my phone rings, and it was unusual because the, the, the office staff usually wouldn't let calls go through while we're in session, but the, my phone rings. And uh, I thought, this is strange, so I go pick it up. It's my wife, she's in labor. Mm -hmm. So I've gotta make a decision, do I leave the session, in the middle of the session with my crying patient, or, or, or you know, do, do I wait it out and then go? Like I had to make a judgment call in the uh -huh. moment. Field trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we're gonna go for a drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that would have been complicated too because the, the patient was uh, a pregnant single woman, and a lot of why she came to therapy was the fact that she was terrified about you know oh, so having exposure. exposure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So anyway, I made a decision on the fly to finish the session. Uh, we lived close enough to the office; I knew I could get home quickly. And we had about maybe 20 minutes left. So, like, okay, I'll see you at one o'clock. <laughs> Finish the session, and then uh, bolted home. And uh, our daughter was born within the hour. Wow! Wow! Yeah. It's a photo mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes what we do is that's pretty absurd. Like, my first time as a, uh, I was working for a mental health clinic and being the on-call crisis therapist. So it would, field any of the mm. emergency calls that would come in. It was like, I think, first or second day of doing that. And so I had uh, a woman who was expressing some suicidality. And I'm on the phone with her, and my office door blows open. And this other patient comes in. He, like, went past the secretarial area, got into the hallway, got in my office, just sat down next to me. <laughs> I'm looking at him like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I want to shoot my case manager and everyone in this place. Well, and, and so, so I like, crisis too many at that point. So right? I was like, little brief conversation with God. Why are you letting this happen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 
I'm really sorry to ask, can you hold for one moment? Because <laughs> I was having a sense that she was kind of stabilized, but then I turned to him and then he ran out of the office. And so I had to like, greet, like call her back and be left for her not to go by, you know, away from the phone, run after him. He disappeared, had to call the police mm. and uh, got back on the phone thing with her. And she was able to like set up an appointment. It was okay, but it was like really good experience. Like if I can handle this, you know, I could probably handle wow. any crisis situation. Wow. Yeah. But that later that day though, the director of the clinic uh, was, we were in the lunchroom and she was seeking out the case manager that he was making reference to and found the case manager said, you have to go home. And she's like, why do I have to go home? I got all this work to do. And like, well, this person came in and threatened, you know, uh, to shoot, you know, to shoot you. And I was like, well, he threatened to shoot her and everybody else in here. It's like, well, <laughs> well, she has to go home. The rest of you all. Compromises have to be made. See how, <laughs> see how much uh, we're all valued here and no wonder I went into private practice. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm grateful for what we do, like, even though. It's it's a humbling thing. You just think like I can't believe that you know, I get the opportunity to like hear these like sometimes they're just amazing stories. Sometimes they're shocking. They're, they're they yeah. can be horrifying. But tragic. Uh, yeah. But um, but it's fun too when sometimes when the when the patients uh, can laugh at us or laugh at the scenario of something that's being discussed. Like those are those are awesome moments. Yeah, I think it's important over the course of, of therapy that they come to see our humanity a, a little bit yeah. more. You know, we come off the pedestal, so to speak. And, and those are some nice moments, you know, when, when you know the work is starting to wrap up with someone and we can kind of share a laugh about our human foibles or something. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think humor for a clinician is really important. You know, you don't want it to be cutting or biting or demeaning to anybody, but I mean, some of the things that we find ourselves in, you know, just are kind of like funny, they like, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's good to be able to, to have some release and be able to laugh at ourselves and you know, laugh at the situations that we find ourselves in, so. Well, guys, I think we're kind of here at the end of this, of this one. And, uh, it's been great to be with you all. It's been great to be with our audience. You guys have to catch a plane again. <laughs> 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 yeah. Appreciate you. I hope uh, all of you that are listening, if you have topics you'd like to hear us talk about, hmm. send it our way. Yeah, by all means. We, we want to hear those comments. So. And tell us which one is the best. <laughs> <laughs> Least worst. <laughs> Least worst. It's like a kind of sausage, right? The least first. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm German. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Be still. Believe. Be loved. loved.